uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Morning glory and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, 6th day of February, 2023. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Uh, broadcasting live from Radio Row in Glendale, Arizona, Big J. No. Huh? No, we're not, but this would have been the year to try it, right? How's that? Well, we have contacts in Phoenix. So uh, sh- well, I mean... Just e- like we're with the Fiesta Bowl, Yeah, right? that's, 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 that's different, though. Like, the contacts that I have... Well, no, no, no. Here's what I mean, is that we have... We have lot. We, we we have a place to have home base. I see. We we well not necessarily no. Uh, we do have, certainly have a place that we can hang our hats, but Moving there's no longer pride. a radio connection there. Like they, they, I mean, there's no way we can do the show from. I suppose. I guess is my point. Well, we probably could have found one if we thought about it. But we could do the show from like Radio Row or something to that point. But I, I fear. Uh, if there's one thing that we found out about, it's that uh, the audience for this show doesn't care that much about sports, Big <laughs> No, but is Radio Row really about sports? Uh, well, I mean, that's the guests you're going to get on the show. The people that are meandering around Radio Row have sure, some sort of sports Sure, but they're barely background. talking about sports. They're schlepping their stuff. Right, but you think they, you think our audience cares more about paper towels than they do about uh, sports? Or yeah, is sometimes. it about <laughs> You might be right, but I'm not sure if Michael Strahan talking about bounty paper towels is going to push him over the edge. If they don't know about sports, I, I just guess say uh, sometimes our audience is like, "Hey, our morning shows at the Super Bowl suck at everybody else." <laughs> yeah, could be, but a lot of people are saying that this morning. Uh, but also, like having been to Radio Row before, morning show Radio Row is much much different than say like oh, midday yeah. and afternoon oh, absolutely. Yeah. Radio Row. There's nothing to go. I don't even right. think they have anybody really doing well they're usually right. in different locations doing different things the, most of the stuff that you hear on the mornings they're broadcasting live is pre-recorded because nobody's rolling terry bradshaw out of the rack at five o'clock in the morning to get up and do a bunch of interviews that's just not happening but uh for those that are we wish them luck uh but we are uh, unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you look at it right here in the coors light studio in beautiful Boise, Idaho, Big Jane. How was the weekend? You said you had nothing going on yeah, in that whole trip. I didn't trip. have anything going on. And I tried so hard to watch the Pro Bowl thing yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, what a disaster. How long did you uh, make it? Like 10 minutes. What channel was it on? It was on ABC. Okay, okay. But here's the thing. Like, you tuned in and it was like Countdown, right? They were doing their Countdown show. You love that stuff. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It was just another, uh, it was just another flight football game. Like, uh, there was a female flight football team thing going on. And it was, like, cumulative score. Like, they were doing cumulative score for the AFC-NFC. And it included this. What? And I, yes, exactly. This whole thing was so damn confusing. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. And then finally the game came on, and it was like, oh, this is just... Well, here's what I I, I, I didn't great. watch any of it, but what I have yeah, discovered was watching. I saw a couple of highlights and watching guys 
half-assed in full uniforms at least is more entertaining to me than watching guys half-assed uh, in flag football game. Because there's no coverage. Like, I mean, there's no nobody's like running full speed because nobody wants to get hurt. And I understand yeah. that totally. And all of the stuff that happened like uh, previous to that, the, the skills challenge and things like that, like trying to find out where that was happening to watch it was just too difficult. Not so, only that, like, but it was like Thursday night. Yeah, it happened yeah. like five days before. So I just, I'm done trying. Yeah, no, well, listen, welcome to the club. The Pro Bowl has been uh, pointless for a very, very long time. And uh, the fact that we're on like the eighth and ninth alternates for some of these positions uh, just echoes the fact that it is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, credit to those that got there. And sure, it's a free weekend in Vegas, so you might as well have some fun. But I, I that doesn't mean we should I watch I should have watched the uh, NHL. I didn't even know it was All-Star Game Weekend this week. That's crazy, right? I know, I know, I know. Because, the well, usually the NBA and the NHL in the same timeline rarely does it match up with football, but it, we're two weeks away from the NBA All-Star Game. That much I knew. I didn't know the NHL one. And they seem to be do. They at least have an interesting way that they go about it. Now, to, in the NHL, it's a full-on game. Did you see what they did this year? No, I didn't. So there's four divisions in hockey, right? What they did was they split it up, and each division had an all-star team, right? Made up of players that play in that division. And then they had a tournament between those four teams. The winner, there were nine players and two goalies on each team. The winner of the tournament won a million dollars to split with them. Oh. So so wow. everybody's playing for a for chance money, to man. win, and they're actually putting forth an effort, and they're trying, and there's a lot of goals scored still, but at least there's this semblance of a tournament, of elimination, of people playing for something, yeah. and the only catch is, I mean, you don't want anybody to get hurt, of course, during these particular festivities, but you have to give it some sort of stakes, otherwise you end up with the mess that was this weekend in the NFL. But we'll get into all of that as well as chances to win tickets to stuff. And we have ourselves to ask the morning after questions going to be happening today. So should be a good show. That's the goal anyway. We also play music on this program. Radiohead is kicking things off here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, head on a swivel when you're out there driving around because last week at approximately 1.15 in the afternoon, Meridian Police had to respond to a vehicle right around uh, Eagle Road, the uh, the Dave's Hot Chicken Restaurant, Big J. You know, the one that uh, is par- fairly brand new? Yes, brand new. Uh, had a vehicle drive right on through it, Big J. Boom! No! As one of the drivers mixed up the gas and brake pedals while trying to park and ended up driving through the new restaurant. They were able to stay open over the weekend, but there is a big, gigantic hole in the restaurant for dining in, which makes it possible, or more difficult, I suppose, to sit in there and eat your food, and you'd have to drive on through. That's there's drive the car still there. there. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, but have you had it before? Have you had it? No, no. It sounded like you it's were looking the, forward to yeah, it. Yeah, it's on the list of things, uh, places to try out. Gotcha. I mean, it just opened not that, rec- that yes. recently. That so. has to be like a real kick in the jeans to go, man, we finally got this place open, and then somebody just drives around through our place so if there's a big hole in the restaurant know that it's not there on purpose and the i'm sure the owners are working on trying to get it fixed out and please don't confuse your braking gas pedals everybody damn it happens i suppose but that's what part part of paying attention and driving is a big part of it big j over the weekend Kyrie irving demanded a trade from the uh brooklyn trade nets me and uh the nets apparently were very anxious to get rid of Kyrie irving because they traded him away basically for nothing uh they struck a deal with the dallas mavericks to send Kyrie irving who's averaging 27 points the, a game this season to the dallas mavericks in exchange for spencer dinwiddie 
Dorian Finney-Smith and a first-round draft pick and a second-round draft pick uh, in the far, far future for that. So Kyrie is gone, and Dallas Mavericks pick up somebody. Interesting, uh, as much drama around the vaccine that Kyrie Irving had that Mark Cuban (laughs) is the guy who uh, is now making a living pushing discount drugs and vaccines online to bring him aboard the Mavericks, but uh, they're desperate to win a championship. They need another horse in the stable along with Luka, and they think this might be it, but the Western Why? Conference is pretty stacked. Why? That's a good question, man. I don't I don't know. I don't think this is a good move. I mean, listen, they didn't have to give up much to get him, so I guess the risk is fairly low, but uh, Kyrie Irving's got a pretty big history of being a huge pain in the ass and not helping out the team come playoff time anyway of whoever has him on their roster. So we'll see. Maybe it works out for the Mavericks, but that Western Conference is pretty packed. The one time he was helpful, he won a championship. Yeah, but... But that was forever ago. Yes, and with LeBron, and also before LeBron came, he was not good just by himself. Right. So we'll see what ends up happening here. LeBron tweeting out, maybe it's me. It freaked out everybody. And it's like, what are they? What is he talking about? Clearly, this is probably the trade. Yeah, because the Lakers were in the mix. I read that um, two other teams were interested in him as well, the Phoenix Suns and then somebody else. And uh, the Nets went with the... Uh, the Mavericks offer. I, I don't know why that's the way that they went because they didn't get a whole lot in return. But well, I don't know what the other package. A couple were. analysts have said it's a good deal for for the Nets. Those players, Dinwiddie is is pretty good. Nah, he's all right, but uh, he's not 27 points a game. I'll put it that way. Neither of those people are. And draft picks in the NBA, unless you get a top five, are really, really really a shot in the dark and so you're really getting nothing back for a guy it's more like addition by subtraction and that may be the case i mean at least it's a lot less drama on your team for the remainder of the next season and a half speaking of drama steph curry is expected to be out for a couple of weeks with a left leg injury he banged knees with mckinley wright the fourth on friday night it didn't look good when it happened and turned out that he injured a couple of parts of his leg and that's going to keep him out at least for a couple of weeks knee banging yep it's no good man he can't do it on the court it's not recommended and so he is going to miss a little bit of time big j avatar's reign of terror at the box office is over uh congratulations to knock at the cabin although not making a ridiculous amount of money in fact far below what they hoped it would make for its opening weekend still enough to knock off the way of the water after seven weeks atop the uh, u.s box office charts 14.2 million dollars for the m night Shyamalan movie it's the seventh film from the director to debut at number one which was incredible to me um, because i would be hard pressed to name seven m night Shyamalan movies i could probably rattle off five but that's as far as i would get you think you can do it big j no can you name three other ones? Yeah. Go. Six Cents, uh-huh. Signs, and uh, Lady in the Water. Perfect. I don't think Lady in the Water debuted number one, though, but yes. That oh, is at one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely no, in the no M. Night Shyamalan film. Uh, 80 for Brady ended up coming in at number two. We talked about this movie. Do you have any interest in it? I, my wife wants to watch it, but she won't go to the movie theater to see it. Uh, well, I believe that's her having standards, and I'm okay with that. No, uh, no, no, no. That She just won't go to see any movie in the theater. That's not true. I've seen movies with her. I know, but when Violent Night 2 comes out, she'll be there. (laughs) Uh, It made $12.5 million at the box office. Then Avatar came in third with another $10.8 million. Uh, Puss in Boots fourth. And then the BTS movie that was in theaters (laughs) was number five. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. 
That is Metallica. That is Luxaturna here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Just a shade over a week away from uh, Valentine's Day. Big J, are you still struggling to figure out what to get the missus? Oh, yeah. Well, and yesterday it was decided she's going to actually pick up an extra shift on the 14th. Well, uh, I mean, that clears you for the day, but that doesn't mean you yeah. get out of getting her something, right? Well, I, I don't think this year we were planning on exchanging gifts. <laughs> yeah, but so. the key there is I don't think. You know, uh, I, you, you say that all the time, but every once in a while you get caught with your pants down. You, you've, you've told us many times before not to buy that if that's the situation that comes across the table. But you're saying now you should? Uh, in my particular case, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cause Cause because it gets you here, out of... No, it doesn't get me out of anything. Let me tell you. Let me it, it, try to explain that the gift-giving, uh, normal gift-giving process has been destroyed by my wife. And she is now also destroying that amongst her kids. Whereas uh, any surprise that you might want to uh, try to to get or to do is not something that she's going to enjoy. She uh, would like something and she'll let you know. She goes, you know what? I'm getting this for this. There's no longer a, a present situation that exists with my wife. So you can, you can, any romantic gesture is out the window. Well, no, not necessarily romantic gesture, but certainly presents and gifts and those sort of things. Like, I couldn't surprise her with flowers. She would get very upset that I would spend money on flowers. Okay. Well, that's fine. Some people don't like flowers. I understand. uh, I mean, you got to go, you got to go real deep and, uh, and, and, you know, come up with some sort of extravagant thing. And you're not looking forward to that effort. No, that's not happening this time around. Well, if you are on the fence uh, and unlike uh, Big J's situation where you don't have to get your wife anything for Valentine's Day, uh, you may be surprised as to what women find romantic. And by, and by and by, it's also something that dudes find romantic as well. If you are on the fence as to what to get somebody in your life for Valentine's Day, it's hard-pressed that you could go wrong with getting a very nice framed picture of the two of you. Uh, Have you ever given that as a gift, Big J? No. Uh, Is there a reason why? Uh, No, I don't know. No, there isn't a reason why at all. Uh, Because that comes out as the number one most romantic thing that both men and women find romantic. Because if somebody finds a good, doesn't have to be a recent one, but if it's a good picture of you that you find framed of you together and you get it framed and you put it in a nice package, almost everybody thinks that is a romantic and wonderful gift and gesture, no matter what particular holiday you're going for. So maybe tuck that away. Find like an old wedding photo that she'd forgotten about and print it up it's not super expensive get it printed get a nice frame and then get it or something that this you can is have. great i've got it just the right picture nick i'll print it out here on the, the color printer no, no 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 don't do it here get like a uh, photo picture of it so that it looks good not like it's not oh. like an eight by ten piece of paper from our printer here at work you do have to put in a little bit more effort i'm saying this. this is what she would like me to do <laughs> She just wants a regular old printout Make of an Make it economic. Yeah. Oh, what a great, what a sweet thought, honey. I mean, we're talking a difference of you doing it for free at work at like $2.22. At <laughs> like a Walgreens. Yeah. They get it printed up. But okay, cut whatever corners makes you feel good, buddy. But that comes in first for both I like that idea. That's a great idea. That men and women find romantic. So it doesn't matter who you're buying for. If you're a lady, you can get a nice frame picture of the two of you uh, together for... Uh, your dude, if you're a dude looking for something for your lady or vice versa or whatever, you can just get a nice framed photo. It doesn't have to be gigantic poster size 8x10. 
But I, I have done this on several occasions. Uh, of course, I'm batting uh, zero in relationships. But it is one of those things where I didn't know it was a romantic gift. I just thought it would be a good one at oh, the that's time. Even the best. So I've done, I've done stuff like that and printed up stuff and put some effort into it. And apparently it works. For those of you that are looking for top three, uh, despite Big J's wife's feeling on the matter, flowers come in at number two for ladies and tickets to an event come in for number three for most romantic gifts. For guys, uh, tickets to an event comes in at number two and cologne comes in at number three for uh, most romantic gifts. So those are some ideas as you approach Valentine's Day. Still some time to pull off some of these particular uh, gifts if you're thinking about it. So that's a great uh, an inexpensive way that it just takes a little bit of effort of finding a good photo and then a little bit of legwork and you'll be apparently golden if you want to do that for Valentine's Day. You're welcome, everybody. We're not done solving problems yet. Ask the Morning After is coming up next on the X-Rock. Nine Inch Nails, Hand That Feeds here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. As Vanilla Ice once sang, if you got a problem, we will solve it. That's what Ask the Morning After is all about. You can reach out to us on our socials, either Facebook, Twitter, or we can even text us at 208-287-1003. If you've got a question for us, we have an answer. Big J, what is it today? Yeah, and uh, Lee uh, sent this in uh, a while back on a TDS Fiber text line, and uh, it's serendipitous today because uh, his question or his statement is really, uh, are either one of you guys currently watching SNL. I watched it to check out Aubrey Plaza a little bit back and was shocked at the fact I know maybe one of the SNL cast members also not funny. Feeling old AF. Well, uh, that's a thing. I You've gone on the record. I don't know the last time you've watched a Saturday Night Live. Yeah, it was Saturday. Well, it wasn't actually huh? Saturday. It was yesterday because I recorded Saturday Night Live because Pedro Pascal was the host. Strange. How like? But you're not going to watch The Last of Us. I tried watching on. The Last you of did? Us. You did? You didn't get into I it? Was not, I was like, I was not. I made it through maybe 25 minutes. You I'm were like, literally the only person I've ever met that okay. said that. That's but, okay. I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's, uh, that's actually been through that. But I wanted to check out Pedro because a lot of his other stuff I love him in. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I was like, man, the opening and everything you know, was fine. But I don't know any of the cast members. And I was feeling super old. Like I'm like, oh, no, I've reached that point where uh, I, I am, I'm old and complaining about how all this stuff isn't funny. Now, there, if you've probably seen some postings of uh, like the Mario Kart there was a Mario I thought Kart that sketch. was very funny. Yeah, that was really, really funny. But um, but other than that, I had to, I, like, at some point, it was like this, the stuff in between, it just wasn't great. So I yeah. stopped watching. Unfortunately, I, I think I have gotten into the parlance of our times when it comes to Saturday Night Live, which is I, I no longer consume that show as a show. I consume it as bits and pieces I find in other places on the internet that uh, that people have deemed worthy of my time and either I give it some of it like I had the Super Mario Brothers sketch over the weekend and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Or I uh, get like a couple seconds into it and go, not my style, that's totally okay. And I will hard pass on it. I cannot honestly remember the last full episode of Saturday Night Live I have watched all the way through. You watched it all the way through? No, no, I couldn't make it okay, through. Okay. I was like, this is terrible. It was a bad Sunday trying to watch the uh, the... Pro Bowl, and then I was like, ah, this is crap. I don't want to watch this. And then I tried watching the SNL episode, and it's like, oh boy. Yeah, so I don't think you're alone, but I also think that, like, you know, Saturday Night Live, I believe, kind of puts together stuff 
like that nowadays. Like, it's it's rarely a cohesive show that comes all together. And Saturday Night Live, I don't think, was ever one of those shows where you needed to know everybody on the cast for you to, uh, to, to watch it. I, either it's funny to you or it's not, regardless who's in it. But, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of hit and miss. But Saturday Night Live, listen, has always been a lot of hit and miss. Even your favorite sketches that you have, if you went back and watched the full episode, there's three sketches that are almost unwatchable in those episodes just because they had to put together an hour and a half of a show in a week's amount of time and so it became a little bit more difficult and in my opinion it, it, I don't think it's eroded over time I just think that our taste and our attention span have eroded over time there's still some very funny talented people on that show it just may not speak to all of us so don't feel bad I also don't think that Saturday Night Live is the pop culture touchstone it once was if that makes sense yeah I mean it used to be a thing that like you had to watch because it was cool or there were cool people on it and now it's one of those things again if you just watch a clip or two on social media the following day you're pretty much up to date on what people are talking about and you're okay and you'll be able to survive or you'll just go sorry that's not that's not my cup of tea but there's lots of other choices out there i don't know if there's a single show on television that's must-see tv anymore it's all about what you like and what you want to watch and all i mean yellowstone's as close as we're going to get from a ratings perspective but neither of us watch that show and so there's plenty of people out there that don't get into the shows that are incredibly popular out there, and there's not enough of it. I mean, even the shows that are popular, they they scoff at the rate. I mean, Seinfeld had three times the numbers of the most popular show that's out there now. It's not even close, but because of social media, things feel like they're more popular than they actually are, if that makes sense. I mean, even Stranger Things numbers pale in comparison to some of the stuff that was on when we were watching television when there were, you know, DVR, when TiVo was a thing, I suppose is a good way to put it. I mean, DVRs are, are pretty much a constant, but also everything is on demand and everything is streaming. People watch things when they want to watch stuff and it's not always as it premieres. And so that becomes a bit of an issue as well. So I think you shouldn't feel bad. You shouldn't feel old. You should just feel who you are if you don't want to watch Saturday Night Live. Okay. Yeah, no, you should feel old like the rest of us. Because not watching Saturday Night Live doesn't make me feel old. It makes me well, feel like should. I have good taste. I'm not sure the young people of America are watching Saturday Night Live for Coldplay and Pedro Pascal. I mean, there's a couple, but I'm not sure, again, it's as popular as everybody thinks it is. The ratings aren't fantastic for Saturday Night Live. They have never really been. It's just always been something that your friend circle have watched or have been cognizant of. And over time, as you've gotten older, that's eroded. But I don't think its popularity has skyrocketed or fallen off the cliff because it's still around and it's still making money and it will be for a while. But I'm not sure your 18-year-old nephew is tuning in to watch Coldplay play, I guess is my point. I don't think you're. You should feel old if you don't watch Saturday Night Live. Or they're like, right. who the hell are these old dudes? Yeah, could very well be. But Lee, I think you're all right. I, I believe you, me. There's plenty more people not watching Saturday Night Live than there are people watching Saturday Night Live. I promise you that. Morning after with Nick and Big J, but Big J, there's more people listening to this show than not listening. Is that true? Uh, yeah. Feels good. Very true. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we have got some important stuff coming up in a few minutes. Nick and Big J. Universal Studios Hollywood has had their Super Nintendo World open for like a month and already people are pissed. Uh-oh, uh-oh. They say that it's missing a sign outside the front of the actual new attraction and that would be... Bring your life savings. No fatties. No fatties allowed. I mean, it's kind of like unspoken. <laughs> 
They are facing some criticism. Us fatties aren't welcome at any of these amusement parks. About the body size limitations for some of their new rides, the most egregious of which is Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge Attraction. Now, the ride requires passengers to wear VR headsets and sit in vehicles modeled after the Mario Kart vehicles that can only accommodate people with a waist size of 40 inches or smaller. And so if you've got less than a 40-inch waist, you are not allowed on the ride. Now, it seems like you're like, well, is how bad is it? Well, according to Yahoo News, the average waist size for the United States for men is 41 inches. The average waist size for women is 39. So basically, almost if you're a grown-ass person, you're not allowed to ride on this ride. It's almost like they should just say, hey, this is a ride for kids. And they probably would be able to get away with it. You know? Yeah. I mean, just say it's like Mr. Toad. You're not. Listen, if you're a grown ass man, you're not getting on Mr. Toad's Wild Wide either. That's not happening. So just call it a kid's ride and be okay with it. But uh, Super Nintendo World isn't even open to the general public yet until February 17th. It's gotten a lot of the advanced kind of like, you know, special VIP treats that have been able to see as part of a special pre preview event that have seen and they're like, oh my God, it can't even fit in this ride. Now, according to theme park designer Jim Shaw, rides that require full restraints can limit the size of adults that can fit in it. But it is one of those deals where it becomes an issue because he says that if you if you size a ride so that large adults can ride it, you make it impossible for kids to ride the ride. It's just not possible to have the same safety restrictions for those. And so if you are designing a ride, usually you're designing these for people 30 and under. Uh, that's the bulk of your audience, and so they'd rather get more kids in because you know you're going to pay. Because, listen, for every kid you can get in a ride, that's two people through the turnstiles. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. As opposed to if you're catering for adults, that's one person through the turnstile. And you're looking to make money if you're in an amusement park. So don't be surprised if this is more of the things that you're going to see everywhere, but uh, they are getting some shade for it, that they're not allowed fat people on their uh, on their rides. So... Be aware of that if you're making Fattest. a special trip to Super Mario, Super Nintendo World, if you will. Super Mario. Dallas Mavericks struck a deal with the Brooklyn Nets yesterday to land Kyrie Irving just days after he requested a trade out of Brooklyn. In exchange, Spencer Didwitty, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a couple of draft picks head to Brooklyn. And we'll see which team ends up winning out on that deal as uh, the Mavericks are picking up Kyrie and all of his baggage. Steph Curry is going to be out for a couple weeks after banging knees with a Mavericks player in their game on Saturday night. Uh, he's got a couple of leg injuries because of that, so he's going to miss at least through the All-Star break, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Los Angeles Dodgers are going to retire the number 34 jersey of Fernando Venezuela during a three-day celebration this summer. He, of course, was part of two World Series championship teams for the Dodgers, won the 81 Rookie of the Year, the Cy Young that same year as well. He was a six-time All-Star during his 11 seasons as a Dodger. He'll be honored August 11th through the 13th when the Dodgers host the Rockies over the course of that particular weekend. Big J, Arnold Schwarzenegger could be in trouble with the law. He was involved in a traffic accident over the weekend that sent a bicyclist to the hospital. 
Law enforcement officials told the outlet that if the bicycle made a left turn in front of Arnold before he was able to hit his brakes, so he tagged the bicyclist. Uh, he was reportedly not going any f very fast, but the woman complained of some pain afterwards. Uh, so she went to the hospital. Uh, we'll see. Apparently, uh, Arnold took the woman's bike to a local repair shop to fix up the bike that he hit. Give me this bicycle. I will take you go to the hospital. I got your bike. Listen, if I am Arnold, I blame I blame this on a future robot, right? That's the way you get out of this. No, here's kind of the problem. thing. Is it time to take his keys away? Well, this does sound like no, it wasn't necessarily he, his fault. It doesn't matter because he was just in an accident not that long ago. I mean, this, he's got a string of <laughs> some incidents here in the last couple of years. Well, don't forget he's also driving a bus. If he's still rolling around in that Humvee that he's had for years and years and he's years. He's got several different. It's a gigantic. Well, my here's my point. My guess is Arnold's not driving around in a small car. He's not taking the Prius out, I guess is my point when he's going for a jaunt. So maybe it's time to scale back a little bit so you're not rolling down the street in a tank, taking people out and, you know, switching lanes or whatever, not paying attention. But, yeah, he hasn't had a great driving record as of late. How old is he again, Big G? Late uh, 70s? Yeah, late 70s. You might be there. right. Maybe time to uh, check things out. I mean, it's out. a tough decision to make. And who's going to tell Who's going to tell Nobody. the governor? Nobody's going to make that move. Until he kills somebody. Nobody's going to make that move on him at uh, all. You've been terminated. Like I said, I blame it on a future robot. It wasn't even me. I was sitting at home, man. I don't know what happened. Morning After with Nick and Big J coming up in a few also, short minutes. Way to ruin uh, bad impressions. You're going to be just fine. <laughs> Point three, the X rocks. This feels like a uh, we're going to hell story that really could probably happen to any of us. So you have to have at least a little bit of sympathy unless you know what's going on. But the story comes to us from California. And a gentleman was kind of taking a stroll, doing some yard work outside of his house and noticed that, man, there's a bunch of like little holes in like the siding of my house. Like they're not gigantic, but they're there's several there. Oh, no. So he started to do, like, a Google search, and he's like, oh, man, I think I may have, like, a woodpecker in the area that may be kind of, like, doing a number on my house. Yeah, and, wait. And there's, like, a serious damage to, like, my siding, so I probably need to call somebody out here and take a look at this thing and see what I need to do. Can I, can I guess what it is? Sure. Somebody's been shooting at his house. No, not oh, at all. Okay. Uh, so he calls a pest control company to come. And check it out. And they look and they go, sure enough, yeah, dude, to definitely have a woodpecker in the area that's causing some problems to your house. We recommend that we close this stuff up and then we put in some new siding because really what they've discovered is they can tear into this stuff and they're just going to keep doing it until they can't anymore. Uh, and unless you capture the woodpecker, which is almost impossible, you're going to be dealing with this until you put new siding on yeah, the house. It's practically Bigfoot. So uh, they, uh, as they did, they looked at the holes and they said, you know, one thing that they do you need to be aware of is that woodpeckers will store acorns in places for the winter months and I bet you a bottom dollar if we like tore open like a little hole inside of your siding you would find some acorns in your walls and something you probably need to be aware of so that's what he did he cut a little hole in the in, in basically the drywall in his house and more than a few acorns fell out Big J the worker cut a hole in the base of the wall and the acorns came pouring out and pouring out and pouring out woodpeckers had apparently been storing the nuts in there for a little while because uh they basically filled up the entire space between the interior and exterior walls of this gentleman's house by the time all the nuts were removed big j 700 pounds of walnuts holy crap were taken out of this guy's walls 
That's some extra insulation, though. Yes. I mean, uh, you're living high life right there. It filled up eight large trash bags. The homeowner has since gotten the holes closed up. He has installed new siding, so... It's going to be some pissed woodpeckers. <laughs> yes. Be like, that was my nest egg, okay? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a lot of work, right? Yeah, that's like uh, the, the, the crypto people who, <laughs> who were super rich, and then one day, nothing. Yeah, the difference is acorns are tangible. You can actually see them. And so it's probably even more of the upset reason why. But uh, the woodpecker, uh, they haven't seen him. They don't know what he looks like and none of this stuff. So he's kind of coming and going. But uh, some poor woodpecker that did all that work will not have to get any of them. Here's hoping, though, that, like, you know, the acorns that you took out of the wall, you, like, poured them outside somewhere. You know what I mean? Because that's, like... You know, here, enjoy. That's that's plenty of work that you did. You at least should reap some of the benefits of it and not, like, chuck them in the garbage that or something. That is only going to cause acorn inflation, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, that's fair enough. But a reminder, if there is a way into your house somewhere, an animal will find it. And uh, the woodpecker did exactly that and apparently did a Now, I don't know if it was a gaggle of woodpeckers or just one very, very determined woodpecker that did all this stuff, but... You have to give him credit for the work that he did. Yeah. And then you also have to at least, you know, these are things that who would have known? I would, I, I never would have known they'd be stuffing your walls full of acorns. Where do they find all these acorns anyway? It's a lot, man. Must 700 be, pounds, a lot of acorns. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a lot. And there's some photos that are incredible that go along with the story of this guy's floor just covered in acorns pouring out of this wall as they cut this little hole in this the base of the wall and they all just came pouring out it is crazy so watch out you never know when it's going to happen to you morning after with nick and big j there's your we're going to hell story it is the x rocks lincoln park and faint here on the morning after with nick and big j and i gotta give it up man every once in a while people still surprise me for the longest time i would think that I mean, I wouldn't even think it would be close. The least favorite day of the week would be Monday. Agree or disagree, Big J? Yeah, you would think. Going back to when you were a kid, you hated after going to the weekends, going back to school on Monday, that transferred into adulthood when you're like, yeah, weekends are fun, and then you have to go back to work on Monday. But far and away, Big J, it is not the least favorite day of the week. In fact, according to a brand new survey, specifically of people that work full-time in an office-like setting, they actually enjoy going back to the the office on Monday uh, more than people think they would. Uh, 56% of workers, uh, those who split their time between working remotely and working in the office specifically, prefer to have Monday start all things off for them. They like it. They like the energy boost it gives them. They like the uh, the feeling of giving them something to do. They like getting a break from maybe the kids or something going on at home that they've been stuck at for a couple of days, and they enjoy the return to work for a Monday morning, which is interesting to me. That 46% favorably look on Monday. Now, that means, of course, 56% are like, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it, but that's still the third least favorite day of the week according to the survey. What do you think is the number one least favorite day of the week now? Tuesday. No. No. 
No. Wednesday, Friday. Wednesday comes in number one, middle of the week probably, one of those uh, you know middle of the week doldrums where you know you're halfway done and you still have more to look forward to. And then Thursday came in at a second place for least favorite day of the week and then followed by Monday. Uh, Saturday still leads the pack with favorite day of the week. That probably shouldn't surprise a lot of people considering it's for the most people of the one day that you really don't have to worry about anything. You don't have to work that day. Sunday you have to let go, man, I have to go back to work tomorrow. I should probably behave myself saturday is the one day where usually you can be okay but it is interesting they also found in the same survey that monday by and far big j the most productive day of the week at work for employees so employers should like mondays as well well you know they're rested yeah yeah they want to get after it also maybe want to work ahead so that the rest of the week is a little bit less of a of a stress burger for them so you know get a lot of stuff out of the way on a monday i I had that conversation with the wife last night what's that she's like hey you you can you can stay up a little later and i'm like no okay i gotta get there early i got stuff to do otherwise my entire week will be ruined what does she want you to do she just wanted me to stay up and watch tv with her or something when she get off work at 10 and you're like, no, thank you. You're yeah. already in bed. I'm like, I'll you're be in bed by an hour at that point. Is it, Try right? to be. Yeah. So, uh, so maybe we. T- it's time that we start rethinking Mondays. Maybe we're giving it a bad rap just because that's the way that we've always I, done things. But see, here's the thing. I like Mondays. Well, there you go. You're no Garfield. No. And uh, how long has that been a thing? Mon- it, is it for oh. those reasons that we talked about? Yeah, because Monday's the day to get after it and be like, you know, you can set the tone for the rest of the week. Otherwise, it's just going to go downhill. Uh, could very well uh, do exactly that. Uh, so I, I'm not I'm not adverse to them either. I mean I'm not I'm not angry when we have a Monday off per se. But oh, I, I am. I certainly. Uh, well, I know you. Well, you, it doesn't matter if we have a Monday off or a Friday off. If there's not a five day work week for some reason, it throws you off your well, gears. Well, I mean I I would prefer the Friday off versus the Monday. Why? It just works out better for me with sleep. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, listen. Uh, I mean, it, it, to me, it, whatever. If I have to work the next day, that that factors in regardless of what day of the week it is. But uh, everybody's wired differently, and that's fine. But it is interesting to me that that and Mondays get the bad rap that they get forever. Now, that being said, I still am very adamant about the fact that we should have next Monday off. It should be a national holiday the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah. I it should mean, always be a holiday. But uh, let that think, not be confused in this conversation. I think Ohio, like uh, their uh, state legislature, is trying to replace Columbus Day with that day. That'd be nice. But uh, somebody does it first, and then we'll fall, maybe everybody will fall in line. I don't know. Remember the uh, daylight savings talk that everything was feverish about that passed in the uh, the the house, and then has just completely gone the way of the dodo. And nobody talks about it anymore. Uh, it'll come back around again when we're sweat to switch our clocks, and everybody will be all upset about it. But it's amazing how uh, our government works sometimes, where you know an idea can happen and then just disappear for months on end. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, some important stuff you're going to want to hold on for that, plus your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Remember like seven, eight years ago when the concept of self-driving cars came around? Like self-driving Ubers and everybody like freaked out about it. And in some cases, justifiably so. But like we're about to live that all over again. Uh, this time with airplanes, Big J. Because both Boeing and Airbus are testing self-flying airplanes specifically for passenger flights from one point to the other. And, of course, not everybody's on board. 
The technology the pilots would, aren't either. would handle in-flight emergencies uh, and, of course, relax the FAA's requirement for requiring two pilots in the cockpit. Uh, that's currently where we're at right now. Boeing is already working on systems for military planes. Now, listen, military planes have been flying pilot-free for a while. Uh, that's been happening for a long, long time, but it's a little bit different than passenger flights and the restrictions and safety requirements for those. So that's the one thing that they're doing it. But Boeing developed the technology and they're like, hey, why can't we use this for commercial use? The technology that they have currently faster than human vision, faster than human reflexes. And it enables it to spot obstacles and react to them sooner, according to Boeing now. But, of course, some pilots are pushing back, saying that in an emergency, you're going to need two pilots to figure this stuff out. And we'll see what ends up happening going forward, but I'm guessing, I wonder how passengers would feel about that. We know already how people were upset about, you know, driver-free cars, but airplanes are a little bit of a different game to me, and there's much more... A lot more people on board. Yeah, I don't find that. I don't see that happening in a while. You do you think you'd be safe in a uh, in a self-piloted airplane? Would you have any, you know, I guess qualms about that? Yeah, I think I would. How about self-driving cars? You're okay with that or no? No, I don't want that either. Okay, so you want somebody in control of it at all times, even if you don't know who that person is, their background, or uh, if they're uh, able to do that. There's still some sort of security there that you feel like. Well, you have. if they're licensed to drive sure. a fly vehicle, then I'm fine with. But it. you know, we've had stories of inebriation and all sorts of things that it's go along. The risk with you take. I know, but I mean, there's a risk, I guess. I'm well, how do I know the person who's not actually there, but also piloting the plane? Is not drunk. Well, that's exactly my point. I mean, there is no, no real guarantee, no matter if there is a pilot there or not. Yeah, when so I'd rather have two pilots inside the cabin in case there's an emergency. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it, it is interesting to me the the leaps that we t- give in logic, and we automatically think it's okay just because there's somebody there when that may not always be the case as well. But you're right. I mean, there, there you, you should feel some sort of safety going on board. There's a... I guess an unsigned contract that you have that you're putting your life in somebody's hands when you are getting into an airline and at least you have somebody you can point the finger to if things go sideways. Yeah, they die with us. <laughs> right, or or not. But, I mean, it, it's still one of those things where you can go, okay, it was a mistake or something was made as opposed to a computer error. But I uh, don't know how far away they're going, but rest assured, Boeing and Airbus aren't going to stop developing this technology. And there are plenty of self-driving cars on the road and services that provide that kind of stuff. So it hasn't stopped them from doing it either maybe it's just like its own separate airline i mean what if it was a ridiculously cheaper option big j would that play a part in anything like you can fly someplace for like 450 dollars with two pilots or you can go there for a buck 50 with uh a self-flying plane they'll all just get there free well yes you have a connection that's true uh, your wife working uh, working for an airline would certainly play a role in that. So I guess you're the wrong person to ask. The Dallas Mavericks stuck a deal with the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday to land Kyrie Irving. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and a couple of draft picks are headed to Brooklyn in exchange for the 27-point-a-game Kyrie Irving. But all the headaches that go along with them also headed to Dallas. We'll see how that works out. It has yet to work out for Kyrie in a super team kind of setting or even playing with anybody else that wasn't there already. LeBron James coming back to Cleveland worked out okay, but that's because it was LeBron's team and uh that also was what 13 years ago 
So yeah, it, well, it was a while. Well, in that championship that they won, I mean, LeBron was, you know, was kind of hurt, and Kyrie was doing a lot of that himself. But that's the only time. Yeah, it's the only time. The only time. When teams were built around him or they he was a big part of the, the, the actual formula, it hasn't worked out so well. So we'll see how the Mavericks do this particular year. Steph Curry going to be out at least past the All-Star break. He's got a left leg injury after uh, colliding knees with McKinley Wright the fourth in Saturday's game against the Mavericks, so they'll keep an eye on him. Uh, the Grammys were last night. I can't imagine anybody listening to this show watched any part of them because even if you did or were a rock fan, all of the awards were given out prior to the telecast. Uh, but I want to say a quick congratulations to Ozzy Osbourne, Big J. He added a couple of Grammys to his collection uh, in Los Angeles yesterday. He won Best Metal Performance for his song with uh, former Black Sabbath bandmate Tony Iommi for Degradation Rules. And he also won Best Rock Album for Patient Number 9. Ozzy not feeling up to make the trip, so he wasn't there to collect either award. But uh, Andrew Watt was there, and so was Robert Trujillo, who plays on the album, to collect the awards for Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, uh, the other two rock categories, Best Rock Performance and Best Rock Song, were won by uh, Brandi Carlisle. And while she's talented, uh, I, I don't know what Gra- I don't think the Grammys know what rock is, so I don't. I certainly don't blame Brandi for this. You but. know, you know, be a great bit. Have you ever seen those uh, um, like reaction videos? Sure. Uh, is to set uh, whoever decides the Grammys, uh, whoever votes for them. To do one of those reaction videos with them listening to actual rock bands. I don't think they'd know what it was. I, 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 I truly do believe, in my heart of hearts, if you go back and look at the best metal performance over the years, uh, it's just the most recognizable name. You know, there's they, sometimes they get some, they get weird and stuff in the nominations, but I don't think any because again, it's it's all the, it's an academy of people, yeah. it's past winners, it's people that all this stuff. They don't listen to all these songs. They just pick out a name that they recognize or somebody that they feel like they want to honor, and they pick them out, and that's really what this boils down to in a lot of these categories, metal being among them. But it never makes the telecast anyway. But still, it is nice when Oz. Osborne uh, gets a couple of recognitions for uh, patient number nine. So congratulations to him for a couple of Grammy wins last night. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Hey, it's the Porta Sub special pop culture Smackdown as we've got a uh, Super Bowl classic combo set up for you. A couple of subs from Porta Subs. Get you qualified actually for a Super Bowl grand prize six foot sub. Boom. And uh, we'll be giving those away later this week. We'll also throw in some tickets to Pepper. They're coming here uh, later this month, uh, the 24th, February. And uh, we'll get you set up with those tickets if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. Now, I have done some studying, or attempted to, over the weekend in Pop Culture, Nick. We'll see how he does. 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you want to get in on this prize package and win these Pepper tickets for sure, the subs from Porta Subs for sure, and, oh, Big J, Porta Subs, very angry. They came by. I told you they were bringing food on Friday, and you were gone. When they dropped it off, they had a bunch of stuff for you, and uh, you were here. So uh, you missed out on the free Porta Sub sandwiches that, that were promised to you, and I apologize oh, for man. that. But uh, for you... I thought you were lying. No, Big J's loss is your gain, and of course you're also qualified for this big grand prize that we're going to give away later on this week. Hello, The X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Will. All right, you're up first. Will, uh, lead singer of Guns N' Roses, turns 61 today. Who dat? Uh... 
Axl Rose? Yes, that is correct. Axl right. Rose, the lead singer of Guns N' Roses. Big J, Babe Ruth played for the Yankees, Red Sox, and Braves in his storied career. For each team, he wore what number? Um, it's iconic. I don't know what to tell you. Is it iconic? Well, yeah, he's like considered. Many no, I know he's iconic, but I don't remember. You've got his number retired by uh, two of the three franchises. Not sure that'll help you. I'm going to go with number seven. Number seven. No! That must mean you know the answer. What no, I don't know oh. the number. I don't know the answer. But I think seven was Mickey Mantle's number. Uh, that sounds about right. Yes. Uh, seven sounds like Mickey. It, it was a single digit. Will that help you? Three? Yeah, three. Three, three right. was the number that Babe All Ruth right. Good job. I got the answer. Career. I'm sorry. Not in enough time. Congratulations, Will. Uh, all that studying did, did Jay no good today as you are good to go for. Well, I didn't study ancient history. Hang on. Babe Ruth is considered to be one of the best baseball players of all time when it comes to that kind they, of. I it's don't not even like I he plucked somebody. That they had numbers on uniforms. It's not like I plucked somebody you've never heard of before. I mean, Babe Ruth is considered Granted, to be on the Mount I mean, Rushmore yes, of yeah, baseball. I agree. I and, just don't remember seeing his number. But ever. you also got Jackie Robinson's number wrong last week. So, so I was you're thinking, like, ah, I should keep this up and see how humiliating no, we can get for Big I J. I was just wondering if it was racism, and now it's not. At least I know that much. Morning After with Nick and Big J. So there's a special place in hell for you. There's you your pop culture smackdown. We got headlines. They're coming up next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Headlines are as follows, Big J. Take it easy. Damn. And not cool, Mel Gibson. Damn. Looking to make some guac for Super Bowl Sunday, Big J? Some homemade Big J guac? Mm, I mean, sure. Uh, you're not a big fan, are you? No, I like I love guacamole. You might be surprised what it takes to bring those avocados to your local grocery, though. A right now, these days. truckload of avocados headed from Mexico for the United States could be worth as much as $100,000. And as the Super Bowl draws closer, some shipments of those avocados are getting police escorts, Big J. Uh, apparently, uh, people are trying to knock off avocado trucks as they head across the border uh, because there's some money in vegetables these days, man. Uh, according God. to the company, they get about one or two truckloads of avocados stolen per week right now. And it's not only thieves that take the fruit, they take the vehicle as well. So police have been escorting about 40 trucks per day, which helped 300 tons of avocados reach your kitchen for game day. So you can thank the cops if you got yourself some avocados spread on your Super Bowl table uh, as part of your snack. Called the bandit. I guess so. And snowman. Seems like it's a lot. I mean, the other the other side of this coin I have always wondered is like, where's the black market for avocados? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, are they selling them out of the trunk? Is there a hookup that you go to? Do people have an avocado guy? Yeah, I, I'm just a regular person that wants avocados. <laughs> Where do I find these black market avocados? How can I get avocado deals that I'm not aware of? Are they on the avocado web that I don't know Does about? some, like, kid at the grocery store see somebody looking for avocados? Like, hey, come here. You don't want those avocados, man. Yeah, no, we got the best stuff over here. They're the hot ones. You're going to pay $3 for avocados? How about paying two fifty? Follow me. Take it easy or not cool, Mel Gibson? Uh, not cool for stealing my uh, bad impressions again. Uh, Twice another today. Mel Gibson? Even though it's not the real Mel Gibson? Yeah. <laughs> you were going to do it. Not much out there, man. <laughs> Police in Las Vegas caught a man. There's, I mean, the Grammys were last night. There's lots oh, yeah. of celebrity a lot of people stuff. care about that. You could do Ben Affleck if you wanted to. 
Police in Las Vegas caught a man attempting to urinate on the Vegas Strip, but the information they learned from a quick background check was much more important. The 52-year-old man, whose name was Mel Gibson, and I bet for a right stretch there in the early uh, 90s, it was probably pretty good to have the Mel Gibson name. Probably now, not so much. Uh, he was seen undoing his pants and then preparing to urinate. You can't do that on the Vegas Strip, Big J. You know that. Even if you are Mel Gibson. When he was noticed by police, he stopped what he was doing. Officers then approached him and asked him for his ID, and they scanned, and they learned, you know what? He's also got a warrant out for his arrest because he's wanted for murder, Big J. Jesus. Back on December 12th, apparently Mel Gibson punched 56-year-old Jeffrey Haddock in the face. That caused him to fall to the ground, hit his head, and then he died because he had a skull fracture and a brain bleed. Uh, that's not good. Uh, if in case you're wondering, that is murder. I mean, it sucks. But initially, police believed that this guy was drunk and fell on his own. But then they saw surveillance footage of Mel Gibson jawjacking this guy and brutally punching him in the face while he wasn't even looking. So now Mel Gibson is not only in charge for public urination, but also for second degree murder charges as well. So somehow, some way, Big J, there's a worse Mel Gibson out there. And this guy is him. So congratulations. Yeah, somebody who's committing actual crimes. Yeah, and not just anti-Semitic or abusive to his girlfriend and wife. Wrap it up with Take It Easy. An 11-year-old drew a cartoon pig at a Michigan elementary school, and now the photo is causing a stir on TikTok. Her, his mom explains in the video that his da- her daughter's teacher contacted her to tell her that she drew a boy parts on her pig project. And if you see the picture... I mean, listen, if you want to look for it, you can find something phallic in the picture, I suppose. But it also very much looks like, I don't know, maybe a six-year-old trying to draw a bow tie, which is what it was. But now the school, the good news is the school's not punishing the child, but apparently they want her to calm down on drawing Dude, bow ties. come on, man. I know, it's it's a little bit ridiculous. And it's one of those things where if you've got a class with a bunch of 11-year-olds, there's no way they're seeing that. But one teacher, and again, if you see the picture, you can see it. But to make it, like, to remove the art from the wall and go, that might be what this kid was drawing, there's just no way in hell it's one of those things. And I don't understand why it's happening, but uh, people are doing weird things all over the place. And I <sighs> Uh, so, Tough growing up these days. <laughs> it must be, for sure. No more our projects, I guess, in school is what we're learning. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. That is Metallica sad but true here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And we love the Treasure Valley, but there's lots of cool places you can go. Yes, Big J? Yeah, well, not quite what I had in mind here, Nick. But, uh, you know, uh, is uh, space becomes harder and harder to find. And, uh, you know, there are places out there that are they're seeking to find uh, areas to be able to build more apartment complexes and things like that. A uh, <clears throat> South Los Angeles uh, housing development have proposed an idea to build an apartment, uh, 800 apartment units on top of a Costco, Nick. On top of a Costco? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, imagine going your side. I mean, imagine how crazy that would be. It's already tough enough sometimes to get into a Costco parking lot. I can't even imagine one in LA uh, and then trying to find a place to park for your apartment. 
Yes, you're right. That seems like it would be very, very difficult to do any. But I mean, this makes sense because as things start to fill up, you can only go up as opposed to around. Yeah. And so we're going to start seeing things. Now, what I didn't think was it would be on top of pre-existing. That seems like I don't know if it's meant for a construction thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody builds roofs with like one day we're going to have 800 apartments on top of this. And, and I mean, I'm sure engineering people are involved in this. Sure. But it also says there's plans for the apartments to include a rooftop swimming pool, basketball courts and a fitness center. Yeah. Center. I don't know. I mean, I wonder what kind of amenities you'd have to have for me to agree to that kind of like, I mean, it's not that I'm against it. It just feels like it's so not like homey but, to me, you but know, shopping would be awful convenient. Yes, that is true. That is true. As long as you need a lot of things. Does uh, it come with a you know, Costco membership? That better be one of the amenities. You're absolutely right. I mean, it should be, if not anything else. Uh, but is that enough of a reason to move in above a Costco? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, depends on the other neighborhood stuff. I'm trying to think like, you know, there's Costco's around here. Uh, I There's one right down the street from my house. I can't yeah. imagine apartments being built on top of that particular There's car. some right in front of it. <laughs> That's true. That is true. The, and believe me, the people in front of it were not happy the Costco was being built even around their area. I remember that fight yeah. uh, very, very loudly. So I can't imagine what it would be like in the other way around if Costco's upset about them. I guess they can't be. They must be on board for this, right? It's yeah. like they're being surprised yes. by this. No, yeah, you're right about that. And it's like, well, you know, they make lunch sometimes pretty easy. I'm guessing dog. also like that Costco would then, I mean, whoever owns that particular property is then the landlords for all the apartment buildings on top of it. So it's additional revenue coming in as well. So I guess uh, this is the future, guys. The large, gigantic corporations are going to start building stuff on top of themselves. They call it mixed-use development, Nick. Oh, I don't know if I like that name. It sounds very strange. But uh, we'll call it whatever you want. They're building houses on top of Costco's. I'm sure it's going to happen on top of Walmart's and then later on top of other grocery stores. And then I'm sure it'll be some sort of like calling card where like, yeah, you may live on top of Costco, but I'm cool. I live on top of the Trader Joe's. And so there's a lot of like, you know... Very Coos green, to, yes. yeah. Very green place to live. You're cooler because of the 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 store that you live on top of. I'm sure will be coming soon to a grocery store near you. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We're not at that point yet here in the Treasure Valley, but it might be coming soon. We got ourselves some bad impressions. They're happening next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. More than just Subaru, they're the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. And the morning after prize package continues as we'll get you set up with uh, some uh, sub submarine sandwich style stuff from Porta Subs. Get you qualified for that uh, Super Bowl six-foot sub. And we'll throw out your Red Hot Chili Peppers, or I'm sorry, Red Not Chili Peppers tickets. They're coming Saturday, February 18th to the Knitting Factory, a little tribute action to the Chili Peppers. So we'll get you all set up with that if you can figure out bad impressions here this morning. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you'd like to play. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has three clues. They revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, and you've got some tickets to a concert, and you got a some food coming your way and possibly a gigantic amount of food as well. Hello, The X. What's going on? How you doing, brother? What's your name? It's Dustin. All right, Dustin, you're up first. Good luck. More and more NFL players are trying my TB12 method. <laughs> Next one. I played pro football as a QB for 23 years, just retired, and I'm often referred to as the GOAT. Uh, Tom Brady. 
Tom it, Brady. It is Tom Brady. Has to be right. Good job. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with those passes. What was clue three for fun? 80 for Brady is not an autobiographical biographical movie. Trust uh, me. That is true. And why is Tom Brady in the news? People are crazy, Nick. Yeah. People are legitimately crazy. And, uh, you know, he last week uh, shot a little retirement video of him on uh, on a beach. And now people have found that exact spot. They have taken some sand and are trying to sell it. An eBay user posted a photo of the bottle and sand with the same background from Brady's video and included a picture of the New York Times from February 1st, the day of Brady's announcement. The bidding started at $677. Are people actually bidding on it? As of today, the current bid stands at nearly $100,000. You idiots. Because he sat right there. You're idiots. You're all idiots. I saw, like, people were recreating the video from the same spot, like, doing, like, sitting down where he was sitting down. Which is funny. That's funny. Sure. Yeah, the first, like, 17 times you see it. Yeah. But, like, actually buying sand that Tom Brady might have sat near for that much money seems really, really dumb. Really? Like, I mean, where, why can't I find these stupid people to give me their money? I don't understand. I mean, $100,000? That can't be real. That's got to be like somebody like playing a joke on something. There's just no way that there can be that somebody that interested in sick. Because, I mean, like, there's way more things that Tom Brady have come in contact with that you could get. Much cheaper than $100,000 for sand. More importantly, Nick, the human being that has that kind of money to spend on that and you just have to look at them and want to punch that person in the face absolutely because there's so many people out there that are struggling it just it blows my mind now i get i get having money and being able to do stupid stuff i mean i get that but this is that's another level of stupidity it's really really dumb and i hope i hope it's fake but i i have a feeling that you're right with the way things are going it's probably some real jackass that's doing it Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up this show here next in the X-Rocks. Motionless and white wrapping things up here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on this Monday. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We always appreciate that. Had a chance to maybe save somebody's Valentine's Day. Definitely didn't make somebody feel younger, but maybe a little bit better about missing Saturday Night Live. And we also talked about the uh, lives of woodpeckers, which I didn't think we would ever get into on the show. But now we learned something that we didn't know going in. And it's always nice to educate yourself a little bit. Reminder that if you are looking for a brand new or used vehicle, it's easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda. I pre-check button. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Well, today is a special birthday, Nick. Mr. Rick Roll himself, Rick Ashley's turning 56. He's only 56. Happy birthday, Rick. Yeah, he was like 21 or something when he had that one-hit song that he yeah, milked. Yeah, never, uh, never going to give you up. No. You leave him alone. I, I've got no problem with Rick Ashley he's whatsoever. Got like I mean, he, or, he's got about six albums you put yeah, out. No, I know. Like, I mean, nobody has ridden the one-hit wonder train better than Rick Ashley. There's no doubt about it because he's still relevant now still touring on that one song when you go see him in concert he plays that song three different times all the way through he rickrolls the audience he knows what he's doing i mean i give it up to him totally i mean he is leaned into it so my sister uh huge fan uh back in the day of rick ashley and had the actual an actual tape cassette and i would have to listen to it all the time so you were getting rickrolled before it was a thing yeah Although she wasn't tricking you into listening to it. No. Well, I mean, sure. Yeah, it's not like she promised me deal or something. (laughs)
Like, listen to this brand new song from Ronnie James Dio, and she fires up the cassette. Hang on, I didn't rewind it all the way. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by our friends at Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, heating and mechanical, your trusted plumbing source. It's online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew swinging in here next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, idahoadvocates.com.